Let me start that over. It is the near future. Here we are. So good morning, everyone. Nice to be with you at uh, Peninsula Hope Church. I want to give a special thanks to Pastor Andrew and Emily for inviting us. Um, We're really delighted to join you. Um, For us, it is, uh, when we say good morning, it's 2 a.m. Monday morning, Japan time. So hopefully we can string enough sentences together to make sense over the next 20 minutes or so. But do be patient and bear with us. Um, It's great to be a part of uh, the beginning of Advent with you this morning. And uh, it was maybe three weeks ago, we were actually uh, worshiping with you in person there at Peninsula Hope. And uh, we love the worship team then. Uh, We love you now. And we especially enjoyed singing the Christmas carols this morning. It just makes us feel like we're back home with friends and family. Uh, We thought we'd take a moment. um, We're going to put some slides up uh, for you. Uh, We'd like to show you a picture uh, of some of our favorite Thanksgiving foods. Now, for obvious reasons, uh, we don't celebrate, at least Japan doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. But thanks to a friend in the Bay Area, actually, um, we were sent a turkey and all the Thanksgiving fixings. So we had this amazing meal. Uh, so we ate well, uh, we're fat and sassy now, it's all good. Um, but we thought we'd share some uh, of our favorite Thanksgiving foods. So Minori, what are your favorites? Uh, I love turkey and also pumpkin pie, homemade pumpkin pie. All right. And I'm big in the mashed potatoes, green beans, and of course, pumpkin pie with tons of whipped cream. So uh, we trust you enjoyed your Thanksgiving weekend, and we joined you from afar. Well, I um, want to share with you a quick quote from this back, but Irma Bombeck. Some of you may remember Irma Bombeck. She uh, was noted as saying, Thanksgiving dinner takes 18 hours to prepare. It's consumed in 12 minutes. Half time takes 12 minutes. This is not a coincidence. So I don't know if we have any football fans in the house, but um, I think as far as NFL goes on Thanksgiving, the only West Coast team were the Raiders. So uh, congratulations to any Raider fans out there. I would simply just say that if you only spent 12 minutes at the dinner table with family on Thanksgiving, you're probably in the doghouse today. So you have some making up to do. So uh, get to it, huh? Uh, Well, let's just take a moment as we transition into the message this morning and uh, let's pray. Well, Father, we do thank you for this beginning of Advent as we anticipate once again with hope Uh, your return. It's a promise you made that you will come again. And we know um, it's a steadfast promise. And though it seems so far removed and and so far away, we know in our heart of hearts um, that our hearts beckon towards that day. So we just pray, um, even as we gather and as we meet, it's a preparation of sorts that um, we're, we're lifting up our praise and thanksgiving to you but also we're preparing our hearts and we're being made ready. Uh, So that time when you come, you receive us and you say, well done, thou good and faithful servants. 
Lord, today we commit this time to you. Uh, meet us where we're at. Open up our hearts and minds through your word and take us where you want us to be. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. And everyone said, Amen. Well, you may be familiar with the British poet, Rudyard Kipling. He was probably best known for his work, The Jungle Book. He made a fortune writing. A newspaper reporter once visited him and, and said, Mr. Kipling, I read that somebody calculated that the money you make for your writing amounts to over $100 per word. Then the reporter reached into his pocket, pulled out a $100 bill and gave it to Mr. Kipling and said, sir, here's $100. Now give me one of your $100 words. Uh, Rudyard Kipling took the $100 bill, stuck it in his pocket and said, thanks. Smart man, smart man. Well, as it turns out, uh, Pastor Andrew's mini-series, uh, Cultivating a Heart of Thanksgiving Toward God, is being extended uh, another week. We'll linger just a bit longer, even as we go into the Advent season. May God continue to grow us and make us a people of gratitude. Today, uh, we're going to reflect on the words of the psalmist as he launches into a prayer, a song of thanksgiving. And we find our text in Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Psalm 103, 1 through 5. What I'm going to do today is just do it more expositorily, verse by verse. So we'll start with verse 1. It reads, Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Or you may remember it from the King James Version. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Well, we know that the Psalms were really poetry put into music for the purpose of a corporate worship. Most of us in, enjoy music. Uh, we're drawn to music and songs that move us, that move our soul, that touch us in our depths, that draw us um, into the music, but also draw us, especially in, in the context of worship, closer to our Lord. There's a song uh, that speaks to my soul and Minori's soul as of late. It's by a Nashville artist. His name is Andrew Peterson. This song is entitled, Is He Worthy? He wrote into the lyrics a refrain. Speaking of Jesus, he asks, is he worthy? To which the Christian believer, the choir responds, he is. He is worthy. Well, King David is the writer of this Psalm 103. And in essence, as he opens up here in verse 1, he's giving himself a pep talk. Uh, it makes you think of maybe a Tony Robbins, but this is a slightly different pep talk. It's not you are handsome, amazing, and, and popular, and you're going to make a lot of money. But this is a pep talk um, speaking to the depths of our soul, our very being, and then uh, really telling our soul to focus on the Lord. So we're saying, hey, soul, hey, self, this uh, there's so much uh, to be thankful for, so much to praise God for. Uh, it's our turn to give our blessing to the Lord. He is holy. He is good. He's the God and creator of all things. He loves me. He's my father. Is he worthy? He is. Verse 2, 
Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So the psalmist, again, is speaking to his soul. In this case, he's saying, soul, forget not. Forget not. How many of you are forgetful? Uh, you don't have to admit it. You, you don't have to unmute and answer. It's okay. Um, you go into a room and then you forget why you're there. Have any of those moments as of late? Uh, I hate to say this, but it's becoming more and more a common occurrence as of late. Um, anyway, we'll move on. I don't know what that means, but we'll move on. Well, David here says to his soul, forget not all God's blessings, God's benefits. Moses told the Israelites in Deuteronomy, he said, take care that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I guess this implies at least two things. One is it's easy as human beings to forget. And secondly, it takes effort to remember. So we need to set aside time. We need to make it a part of our daily lives, our routine to remember. There's a Vietnamese proverb that I just really love. It says, when eating fruits, remember the one who planted the tree. That's wise sage uh, wisdom for us to, to remember. Well, what makes us forget to express our gratitude and thanks to God for the many blessings and benefits we receive? There's probably ample and numerous reasons, but one is taking them for granted. We have so many good things. We're just enjoying them day to day, and we simply neglect to express our thanks. Some of us are so blessed, we may almost think that as a, an entitlement, maybe something we deserve. I've noticed more and more, at least in American culture, that is kind of the mindset that we have. And it's easy for the culture to uh, influence us in such a manner that we may not even be aware that we kind of have um, this approach to how we see uh, the good things in our life. We may be tempted to think that we're the providers and procurers of the many blessings we enjoy. I would simply say if you're slipping into that rut that, um, that you need to give your soul a pep talk and just say, it ain't so, soul. Oh, let us not forget where these blessings, these benefits come from and who the blesser is. So it's always good to pause and remember the Lord and to bless him as much as he blesses us. Or we may forget because we're too busy to stop and give thanks. If you're like me, you're a type A personality and you say your prayers and you ask for God's blessings and you go about your life, he answers you, but your full schedule, you're taking care of the needs of your family, trying to keep up with the life's demands and just life moves on. As a result, uh, your appreciation and your gratitude wanes. It's not that we aren't grateful, but we simply don't take the time to express it. William Arthur Ward once said that feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. So now I want to pause for a serious question. And you'll see uh, my British sense of humor coming through here. Uh, what do arithmetic teachers and accountants do on Thanksgiving? You may have heard this. They count their blessings. 
And I'd like to see some ha-has in the chat box now so that I can move forward with confidence now. Um, you know, I grew up in, in the church we attended uh, when I was younger with the doxology. Maybe you did as well. It says, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And uh, since we're in Japan, we have to add the amen. That's very important. Well, gratitude isn't only meant to be felt, but to be expressed, to be expressed outwardly, verbally, out loud. Upon our return from the U.S. just um, about 10 days ago, Minori and I sat down for a time of prayer. We recalled as many blessings as we could remember from our visit. And one by one, we gave thanks to God for each person, each conversation, for the many good things that we experienced. Uh, I think this is a good time uh, to just draw application uh, so far to the message we've heard. I invite you, if you haven't already, as we're heading towards the end of 2021, gather with friends, with your family, with your children, with your grandchildren. Maybe you can get a, uh, some butcher paper and put it on the wall and have somebody with good handwriting, uh, that good penmanship, to begin to list um, all the many blessings in the way, uh, ways in which God has, has blessed and benefited you this year. Answers to prayers, material blessings, relationship blessings, spiritual blessings, health, surprises. And just take the time, and it would just be amazing around the room just how many things come to, to mind and to remembrance, and maybe even things that other family members weren't aware of. And then you can pause, and maybe over a period of, of uh, the day or days, you can take time and just thank God and praise him, bless him for the goodness of his benefits and blessings. And I would say... Of course, we often pause around Thanksgiving, but why not make it part of your routine, your daily routine, your regular routine, and even your prayer life? Verse three reads, praise the Lord who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. I would ask, how has God forgiven you? Psalm 103, later on, there's a verse that's not on the screen, but it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions, our sins from us. Many of us know that and even have claimed that as a promise when the enemy of our soul comes back uh, to remind us of our past or that tape reruns in our minds. How far uh, has God forgiven us? As far as the east is from the west, he remembers them no more. We remember them because we're fragile, but God doesn't. And he uh, puts them under the blood of Christ and he receives us. So um, that he forgives all our sins. He loves us dearly. Or how, and, and by the way, I had a picture up there of some forget-me-nots just for good measure. God for, uh, forgets our sins, but we remember to bless him. So forget me not. Um, so how has God healed you? Physically, spiritually, emotionally? We have so much to say thank you for, so much gratitude to express. 
to our good, good father. Verse four, praise the Lord who redeems your life from the pit. Some translations say from the grave or from hell and crowns you with love and compassion. Here we uh, reflect on how God has rescued us from the pit and saved us from and through sorrows, grief, suffering, pain, and sin. Uh, that is past tense, but it's also present tense and, and future tense because we're human and we still slip up and we still fail and we'll continue to fail. But hopefully, uh, when we remember the Lord, we can fail forward. We can get back up and we can move forward and, and trust God's plan and purpose for us. And, you know, for some of us, when we think of all these things of how God redeemed us, we were way down there. I mean, we were groveling and, and the Lord heard our prayer and he reached out and he pulled us up. So through it all, God has poured out his ceaseless blessings and love and compassion and his grace. I think of uh, when Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, and we know they certainly struggled with uh, their identity in Christ and becoming all that Christ created them to be. He said, though he, that's Christ, was rich, yet for our sake, he became poor, so that by his poverty, we might become rich. It makes me reflect back to when um, I was in middle school, and one Sunday, I was in Sunday school, and the teacher said, when Christ died on the cross, he took all your bad upon himself, and in exchange, gave you all his good. And so that was an epiphany for me at about the age of 13, that he took all my bad and exchange gave me all his good. And in my book, that was good. And I said yes to the Lord. And we wrap up with verse five, praise the Lord who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Isn't that good news that our, our youth is renewed like the eagles? Uh, some of us, as we age and get older, that's like a promise we can claim. Well, have you ever noticed how God works? It, it talks about here at the beginning of verse five, um, what uh, that God satisfies our desires with good things. You know, there are times when we have just enough and other times when he pours out bucket loads of blessings upon us. So when we have just enough, we learn contentment. Paul talked about to be content in all things. He's learned that and we need to learn that as well. But there's other times God just kind of shows off. He pours out those bucket loads of blessings upon us. He satisfies our desires with good things extravagantly. And he does this to remind us just how much he loves us and to reassure us that his intentions and his plans toward us are good. They're very good. God in restoring Job said his flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. Your youth is renewed like the eagles is the last line of verse five. It makes me uh, hearken to Isaiah 40, where Isaiah wrote, he, that's God, gives us strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord 
those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And you can join me. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You know, when our sins are forgiven and we're washed clean and the Lord is pouring his grace into our lives, there's no greater joy. There's no greater joy. It puts a spring back into our step. It renews us. It restores us. We feel young again. We may want to take up that childhood pastime again. That is skipping. Unless you have two left feet, then um, only just imagine skipping in your mind. I recommend that. Or we might make like an eagle and fly. You know, I, I looked up a, a song that I've always kind of enjoyed. It's called I Believe I Can Fly. And R. Kelly is the, the, uh, the writer of that song. And he actually wrote it for uh, a uh, 90s movie. I think it was Space Jam, the Michael Jordan movie, the animation. And But R. Kelly is a believer. And he, he said um, it was actually Michael Jordan that asked him to write that song. Uh, and he, when he was asked, he just sat down and he asked God for inspiration and direction. And he said, he actually began to dream it. Then he woke up and he was at a hotel and he went downstairs to a lobby and he found a piano and just began to play. And the words slowly but surely came. And these are the words. They say, I used to think I could not go on and life was nothing but an awful song. But now I know the meaning of true love. I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. And that's what our good, good father's done for us. And so we bless him and we thank him. So to sum up these few verses in Psalm 103, we, we see verse one, God forgives you, so we praise him. God blesses you with many good gifts, so we praise him. Verse three, God heals your body, soul, and spirit, so we praise him. Verse four, God redeems you out of the pit and pours out his abundant grace, so praise him. And verse five, God renews your strength day to day. So we praise him. Well, I, I, I trust and pray that today's message, as well as this uh, mini series on, on gratitude, has given you a new perspective on living this life of gratitude and thanksgiving and has renewed your commitment to make it a part of your daily life and, and practice. I close with this simple prayer from William Shakespeare. O Lord that lends me life, lend me a heart replete with thanksgiving. Amen. Thanks for having Minori and I today. God bless you.